Let's get it. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really live. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in the console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Pronto, this is the Chop Up Show. I am Damo, the political plug. I am here with Toya G, HD, live your life in HD. Y'all know how that goes. If you're trying to be a real leader, leadership, y'all already know what it is. This is the Chop Up Show. Like I said before, Lee is passed out at an event or preparing for an event in Denver. So tonight you got me and Toya. Uh, And Toya, go ahead and talk to the people before we get started. Hey, it's good to see y'all. It's a Monday night. We know we go Thursday nights. <laughs> yes, the words were, were, were Lee, Lee uh, let his hair down um, and decided to chill a little bit. You know, got the, the locks got heavy for him. He laid them on down. And so, you know, we're here. Um, our brother is, uh, you know, incapacitated, but that does not mean that we are not available. It's always a good time to chop it up with the homies. So I'm really, I'm really just happy that y'all decided to slide in with us tonight. We're going to talk about this Kanye situation because, my goodness. We got to. We yeah. got to. Um, so... Without further ado, we all know who we're here for. Y'all seen the headlines. You've seen the tweets. You've seen the social media shit. You've seen the thumbnail. You've seen the thumbnail. The shirt. The slogan. Or or should, should we say the bastardization of a slogan? Yeah. That's on the um, But tonight we are here to do a special report. This is like our second special report. The first one we did was on email Doka and mm-hmm. everything that's going on NBA, Brett Favre, all that. Now this is our special report on Donald, or not Donald Trump, but one of his homeboys, his homeboy. Kanye West. Yeah. Um. And so what y'all can expect is that when there is breaking news, the chop up will be doing a special report. The time we we working on that. Whenever the time we working on that. But until then, we able to get it in. Uh, Maximum Thaitau, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Thaitau. But Thaitau. we we about to get into talking about it. So. Should I just go ahead and just jump? Let's do it. Let's jump in. Let's just jump right into it. I'm gonna start it out like this: Kanye West and the College Dropout album and Late Registration album was extremely important to me, and it mm-hmm. shaped how I understand my intellect. It gave it, it. It Kanye helped me find my place in hip hop when thugs and drug dealers and street shit is being, you know, what I'm saying glamorized and all that other shit. Kanye helped me understand that a nigga like me had a place in hip hop as well, and so. Mm-hmm. That's what brings us to today's conversation. Um, Kanye had a, a surprise Yeezy event. Um, at that event, he, uh, uh, how, how do we describe it? Like he kind of like exposed or. Yeah, he, he so was, at the, yeah, was at the, the, the fashion show in Paris and was actually, I think, taking pictures or looking at the first image we saw of it was him looking at a group of young people. I think some of his children were a part of that group. I could be wrong. But a group of kids in Yeezy clothes in the back of it, the back of the shirt very simply said, uh, black shirt, long sleeve shirt, and white letters, uh, white lives matter. The word right white lives matter. lives matter. Now, if you're here because we posted on the Chop Up Show's page, you'll know that we didn't even post that video. Instead, we post uh, a collection uh, or a picture that was, or two pictures that are side by side uh, in a collage that were released later that has him wearing the white lives matter shirt. And at first I was like, what is he trying to do here? Right. My first reaction was like, what are you, what are you trying to get at? Like, what are you trying to be tongue in cheek about? Like, of course I'm not buying it you or something else, but like, what you doing? And then he showed up in the shirt next to Candace Owens. And so then it automatically meant something else. And we're going to kind of get into what else that starts to mean. Right. When we have those things kind of coupled, but that's when it got interested in me because there's a white and black shirt. There's a white and black shirt. Well, they're both black and white, but inverted. So the letters are black on one and the letters are white on the other. The shirt is white on one. And the shirt is black on the other. And so right. here we are now uh, with the moment that a lot of people are looking at. Shout out to Jaden Smith, I want to say, who was also at that same fashion show and said, you know, something to the effect of like, nah, I can't get with this. Like, this shit is crazy. Then said, I got up and walked out. So he actually left the fashion show um, in the middle of it was like, some stuff I can't get with, some stuff I can't support. And it was just like, you know, niggas got to have a backbone. You got to stand for something, basically. And so Jaden Smith is interesting enough, interestingly enough, been the hero of the day because he took a very physical stance in getting up and getting the hell out of there when he saw something that he right. right in his spirit. So shout out to Jaden Smith. Right. And so, it, 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 and so really the conversation is situated around the promotion of Kanye and that, and that, and that verbiage. Um, 
So but before we get into the reaction, though, like when, mm -hmm. when we initially saw it, I want to talk about the phrase uh, itself, white. Well, how do you think we should do it? Should we get into the reaction or should we talk about the phrase? Yeah, I'm that's I got punted it to you. Sir. What you what you think? Let's talk, let's 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 get into the reaction. Let's get into okay. the reaction. Okay. Um you showed it to me. You sent it to me. So what was your initial reaction? And chat, I want to know y'all initial reaction. I'm gonna pull up the picture so we can all take a look at it and see what it is that you know what I'm saying that we was dealing with with Kanye. But as I do that, Toya, initial reaction when you seen the bullshit. My initial reaction when I saw it, and I kind of alluded to this before, was like, what are you getting at? What are you trying to say? What are you whatever? And because, you know, I, I'm I'm always trying to search for what people see in Kanye, I immediately start trying to critically think my way into what he could possibly mean, like what he could possibly come back up later and say about, because I'm going to be honest with you, Kanye is a broken clock. Twice a day, he'll have something right. So, for example, even though I don't agree at all with how he's gone about um, talking about his children, about them being raised, about the influence he wants to have in their life, the presence. There's some validity to the parent that he wants to be and how he feels like he should have the opportunity to raise his children, for example. But I do not agree with the social media harassment. I don't agree with the with the just weird ass tactics, the problematic nature of the way that he treats the mother, like all of that stuff. The same criticism we've been hearing. That's where all of that just kind of takes his relevance, his, his common sensory away from me. So that's kind of where where how I took it was at, my initial reaction was what is what is he what is Spotify he doing? Shout to the Spotify, Spotify gang in the building. Jalen, you mean that means a lot to us. But that was my reaction. What what about you? I sent it to y'all in the group chat, and 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 you know I'm like, take it in. What was your first reaction when you saw it? So my my first reaction when I saw it was. This nigga here. I, I, I mean, I, actually, if, if we being honest, so so I had, I had it was it was two right. First, it was this nigga here, right? Yeah. Like, here we go again, like Kanye, right? Then my then my next reaction was, hey everybody, Kanye <laughs> wants some attention, right? Kanye saying, look at me, right? Kanye, he he wants our attention, so let's give it to him. Kanye wants our attention, let's give it to him, right? So, so that's that's really why I was at that point because I, I feel like I, once we got to, I, I, I was outraged by the slavery comments I was outraged by the Donald Trump support I was out I was outraged by uh, and, and we'll talk more about why like when we're dealing with a rapper why mm -hmm. that outrage relevant uh, but I, there was there were a few things leading up to this point I think after the Donald Trump support outrage right. went out the window and it was just like all right. Kanye knows that if he says X, we'll talk about it. Kanye knows if he takes this position, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So ultimately, what we're dealing with now is someone who 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 knows what the the social pulse is, and is like, I want to put my foot on that, just so so people can have a conversation with me. And so ultimately, where 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 when my initial reaction was no longer, oh my god, why would Kanye say this? Why would Kanye do this? Mm -hmm. No. Kanye saying, "Look at me, everybody." So let's look at Kanye. Like, like what? Let's let's see what the whatever reason why he want us to look at him. Let's 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 give him that attention because he's begging for it. Right, he's begging for it. So that's that's where my mind was with the whole shit. Okay, so oh, I don't want to jump ahead or nothing. So we we got our initial reactions out there because I got some. We I think we got questions for each other as we've taken some time to just like watch these different conversations play out, but. You said you wanted to get it. Now that we got the reaction, you said you wanted to go another direction. What's the second thing that you said you wanted to kind of do? Well, no, no, I wanted to go in that direction more. So when, uh, like, in terms of when we think about uh, when, when we talk about, well, I guess, I guess it's the conversation of why we talk about Kanye in these instances. Okay, right? because like um, because as as we know, Malcolm X kind of pointed out that we need to stop looking at celebrities, rappers, actors, whatever, uh, as as our uh, our, as our political leaders, as our social leaders. Absolutely, right? right. So I want to point out what's on the screen right now. You got the pictures of Kaye and the pictures of Candace Owens. Um, and Victory uh, Begins in the Garden says, uh, but people still buying this stuff. Uh, so it's really outrage marketing. And that's been the point that a lot of people saying, you know, he's doing all this so we can get it. It's kind of loose to what you're saying. He's saying, look at me, look at me. And the impact of the, 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 the Kevin Case in point for that is that he wants us to buy his stuff. My question in having a lot of these conversations is, okay, so what does that mean? 
Like, what is the impact? Because we know Kanye is just Kanye, right? So is it necessarily, and this could be a stupid question. I want I want to hear your perspective. I have my own take on it. What's your take on us buying this stuff? Is 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 it? Does that mean we can't buy Kanye West things? Does it mean what does it mean for people to buy his products and buy stuff outside of this shirt? Right? We're not talking about the shirt. If you buy the shirt, you out your mind. If you purchase, if this shirt becomes available for purchase and you buy it, you're out of your you're out of your fucking. You're mind. out of your you're out of your mind. You've lost. Um, right, but we know like in this same picture, he's wearing them little bedazzled uh, auntie flip flops that made a debut over everything a couple weeks ago. We know Kanye has been, you know. And in in, it had a lot of center of attention for his interesting footwear, especially his slides, the foam runners, the this, that, and the other. But he got these little grandma flip-flops on, like, what the what, what my Latina family call it? A chancla, right? Literally. Chancla. And got, yeah. La chancla. La chancla. <laughs> and it just got some bedazzle shit on it, right? So what about these other products, though? Like, what does it mean for a person to see Kanye doing these things, to participate in media and in fashion in this way and then I still go out and buy that stuff is what like what does that mean I, I mean I th- so I think this kind of bleeds into that conversation on why like anything Kanye says in, ends up being relevant and like being like something worthy of conversation mm-hmm. is because Kanye, as much as we like to like keep Kanye in that in that silo of well he's he's just a rapper or he's just somebody who makes clothes or he's just an entertainer all of that shit right what we were talking about earlier and that I made sure I will point out today is that Kanye is at the nexus of popular culture and political dialogue. Exactly. And I mean, no, straight up politics. Yeah. Political dialogue. But let's not forget the man said he was running for president. He's running for president. Right. So I just want to be clear. It's not even political dialogue. He's put himself in the driver's seat or tried to. Which is interesting. But, but, so, but what I mean by political dialogue is it started with the slavery was a choice. That's a political conversation. Mm-hmm. Slavery being a choice is a question of politics, not a question of art, not a question of music, right? His support of Donald Trump is a question of politics. His support of conservative politicians is a question of politics. Right. And what we saw when, when we, what we saw when Kanye was adopting these narratives and these conversations is we saw other black men specifically feel more comfortable with embracing a a form of conservatism that was counterintuitive to us as black people yeah but for it 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 it, it spoke to a like some off brand of conservatism that black men feel like we're attached to as yeah. of recently right so whether whether it's our conservative perspective on women and their role as uh, espoused by Kevin Samuels, or it's the our, our relationship with politics, as spoken to with Kanye, like what, what he what he represents is us moving away from just talking about his bars, his his albums, his whatever, mm-hmm. but actually talking about the circumstances of Black people, and and Kanye has the ability to bridge that gap in, in ways that we, I mean. I think the only other name that we can speak to, like Harry Belafonte, for example. Mm. Like what Harry Belafonte was cool with Dr. King, right? right. The reason why when Dr. King, the the, the when we say that uh, King and shout out to Taz Exclusives, this is something he pointed out. When we say that Dr. King said that he integrated his people into a burning and a burning building, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Harry Belafonte said that. Okay, he said Dr. King said that. So we attach we attach our like that statement to Dr. King because Harry Belafonte, who was a singer, six foot, seven foot, eight foot, but mm-hmm. like that's Harry Belafonte, right? Yeah. So here we are in the modern era, and we see another musician, because that's what Kanye is, a musician, bridging the gap between socio-political conversation and popular culture as it pertains to, to music. But what but what he adds to that conversation is a off brand of conservatism that black men has for some whatever reason felt like it speaks to them and their experience when yeah, in all I, actuality it's the exact opposite. I mean, I think, you know what I'm saying? It, it allows for, so you have, and I think through his musical expression and through a lot of what he's expressed, he's wanting to be interpreted as misunderstood. Right, but misunderstood, not just misunderstood as though he's afflicted by that misunderstanding, but misunderstood because he's a genius, 
right? And I think that speaks to a type of personality trait or personality type that a lot of probably black men have, especially like you said, you got into Kanye because you wasn't a gangster. You wasn't about shoot him up, pow, pow. You was on some different shit, had a different trajectory toward the world and your presence and your place in the world. And so that shaped one kind of part of your identity. But I think there's a second part of the identity that's like, and, it, and it's like a, 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 a rage. I won't say a rage, but I will say a rage that almost builds up when niggas is like, and I'm gonna prove all of them wrong. And I'm gonna show them that I am a God, for example. I'm gonna show them that I'm Jesus. I'm gonna show them that I'm the second coming. I'm gonna show them what they've been missing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like this level of eccentric marginalization that I think some black men like latch on to where it's like, man, they don't even understand the wavelength I'm on. They don't get it. I'm real. And, and that part, I, I guess, is what I can understand. I think the part that confuses me is when that turns into, so I'm going to really show them just that I'm somebody to be revered. I'm some, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's how, I think that is the backdrop of why Kanye has tried to become, a, 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 have tentacles in every single component of our lives. Right. He's dabbled in tech and he's dabbled in fashion and he's dabbled in music and he's dabbled in like is because I think from his perspective and we've talked about this before, uh, a certain level of narcissism that has demanded and commanded him to be at the center of most and not all of the conversations and I have something he's done be a part of the fabric of our everyday lives, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. almost in a, a Jobsian, Jobsian being Steve Jobs approach. Yes. And, and I won't say it was his mindset, but it's like, yeah, like we give it, we give it Steve Jobs that jobs drop a jobs in. And I've used it in another context, which is why, yeah, I mean, but honestly, you can't do anything without an Apple product or defending your life and not having an Apple product, right? Yeah, you need yeah, to live right. one or two lives, and and we we on your ass every day, right? Because we have <laughs> <laughs> legitimize a certain standard and force you. And I think Kanye wants to be that standard by which you judge the quality of your life. And that is beyond me most of the time. But black men have adapted and internalized that ideology and that approach to our life. And I think they find an affinity for it, especially when they see it being represented in their politics. So, so Toya, you know me. We've known each other since we was like 14, 15 years old. Children. Right? Um, and so, like, for me, I, where this becomes problematic is because the how Kanye understood these things in the early 2000s it's literally it's, it's it's not that there's like oh it's an evolution mm-hmm. or there has been like a morphing of what it is it and correct me if i'm wrong chat please correct me if i'm wrong everybody watching correct me if i'm wrong there's been a degeneration there's been there's, it's it's degraded uh-huh. his his political dialogue has degraded the the song that that made me a kanye fan was not workout plan was not uh all falls down. Wasn't even um. What what's it called? What's the, uh, uh 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 Jesus walks. Mm-hmm. Song that made me a Kanye fan was never let us down, never let you down. Mm-hmm. And when he said, "I get down for my grandfather who took my mama, made her sit in that seat when white folks ain't want us to eat." At the tender age of six, she was arrested for the sittings, and with that in my blood, I was born to be different. Yeah. How do we get from that to this? Rough. How do we get from my mother dealt with segregation and operated in sit-ins? My grandfather took my mother to, and if anybody knows the history of sit-ins, that was when, that's where I think Frank Wilderson would best exemplify what we call gratuitous violence. That is when we see just the mere presence of blackness in a place where they say blackness is not allowed elicited violence. Right. So if if that's the understanding that we that that we get from Kanye as we become Kanye fans, help me understand, Toya. How do we get from my mother participated in sit-ins, which helped shape how I understand the world politically, to White Lives Matter? I mean, you know, I think we. I, how do we get here? I think we've said this before in talking about Kanye, and it is the desire to be the apex and to be the avenue, the new frontier of thought. Right. The new wave of what is to believe be to believe good, right and true, which is why, you know, he's shunned this victim mentality and he doesn't want to live in a world where any white people or any system has the ability to predicate who he is because he's all powerful and exists above and be like this has been a new philosophy a new ideology that he's attempted to create and to then sow into the patchwork of how we all understand each other. I just think not enough people are buying it. 
as legitimate as real as a realistic response to the world. So like right, you, right. like let's let's not let, let's let's not be simple about his concept behind behind new slaves or uh, around the concept of ideas buying into slavery. They, there's robust thought there. There's an attempt at critical thinking there. We just didn't buy it. The shit just wasn't. It was too shallow. There was an attempt to be kind of intriguing and captivating and our favorite word provocative and it just there was no depth to it that people can put in their pockets and tie back to either the trajectory of black people or even the past of black people it did not explain enough and so we dismissed it you know what i'm saying so where does he how did he get here from the the bars you just spit to the kanye we know now an over investment in being that new nigga that captivating nigga that provocative nigga the one who has all the answers sway right not realizing that you really you 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 really you don't have all the answers. He's had to right. admit that. Recently, he literally admitted in the context of what he was talking about with his agreement with Adidas and with his agreement with Gap, he had to look at Sway in the face and say, you know what, Sway, you was right. I didn't have all the answers. Because all Sway was saying, you, is, you can do this shit by yourself. And Kanye was like, nah, it don't work like that. And had to come back. So he had these moments where he, he mm-hmm. wants to pretend like he is the center of knowledge and understanding and the apex and the epicenter of how this shit plays. And people pulled that 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 rug up under his feet and was like, "No, nah, we're not buying it." And so, I mean, that's that's where he slid. It's it's trying to be that guy. And Kanye. And so, so Paul Winston, I think this is a great comment. And y'all leaving a lot of great comments in the chat. Yeah, we Please be part of. We missing we we missing a third of the show. So we gonna need y'all. We need we yeah. need the chat to make up a third of the show. Um, but uh. Paul Winston makes a great point. He said, the problem that we have is that we embraced the old Kanye. Now we got to face this new guy, right? Uh, Kanye even came out and said, I miss the old Kanye. Kanye." He made it a whole thing, right? Are we creating issues for ourselves for even holding the old Kanye in, in, in high regard, in the regard that we do? Right, because to me, like I, I can't take away from the fact that when I first did, like, if y'all know the show, George Toya and myself, we are uh, policy debaters, mm-hmm. uh, or we, 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 we were. Now we're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can still get this work. I'm still a policy debater. Yeah, yeah, you can still get this work. You silly, you silly. Hey, also, because hold on, where Vance is in the chat? Where you at, Vance? <laughs> where you at, Vance? Because you could still get this work. And Vance knows because Vance debated Toya on the question of uh, COVID and vaccines. So to be clear, Vance is my brother. We had an amazing exchange, <laughs> and that's family. What's up, gang? Happy to see you in the building tonight. Great to see you here, bro. Tell Ethereum we said, tell Ethereum beauty we said, what's up? Um, so from from that perspective, uh, Kanye and, and what I always say is Kanye helped me find my place in hip hop, right? Because it was it was you know it, it was it was he introduced that a, a a public enemy type perspective in time mm-hmm. in terms of the social dialogue, but he did it in a in, in a way that was uh palpable for us, our generation, right. right? And so from that perspective, do we set ourselves up for failure when we when we give Kanye this credit based on what he did in the past? Um like, do we do we give him too much credit for being the old Kanye? I think, I mean, probably so. You know, people grow and change and not always in positive ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, that growth can absolutely be negative. Ooh, like, an absence. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because yeah, we grow, can grow. Not mean, yeah, you, it's like an abscess, right? It's like something, it's like a, an illness, then it's like a sickness. I hate I, this analogy, but it just, it really is like a, a like, it's pus field. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of infection in that shit. So there's a growth, right? I don't know if it's capital G growth. I think there is a growth that has happened with Kanye. And in the same ways, I think that that change and that evolution has not been one that's a positive trajectory. I'm reminded of his tweet that, that kind of brings this up. I lost my camera. I'm going to come back. What's <laughs> but, but I saw a tweet and I say, this is the reason why we so concerned about oh, Kanye. And the, oh, thank you. And, and, and the new Kanye and the Kanye he's becoming is that we can never tell when we can, the coast is clear and we can give him benefit of the doubt and when we should be still concerned with the, who Kanye is. Don't forget, Kanye is a whole religious leader. Y'all, he's a whole outspoken Christian. And so there's a tweet by Dr. Uh, Kia Moore that kind of blew my mind because he's, she said, I told y'all Ye was praying on black folks when he did that gospel stuff and y'all said I was hating. And that kind of, that, that had me thinking. 
about, you know what I'm saying, really kind of some of the mischief, some of the deception, right? Because either you are really, really bad at this faith thing, or you are really, as Starman just pointed out, very much like a false prophet who only cares about himself and has done. I, remember, I, just made the argument. I just made the argument that Kanye has to be the center of attention and the center of everything. So if I can't get you with my political beliefs, black people, if I can't get you with my fashion, and you don't like my shirts and shit. Remember when Kanye used to release some shirts with holes in them and shit? And he was like, what is this? What are you doing? Why are you doing Kanye had t-shirts with holes in them for $150. The man was selling, selling sunglasses with no shades and with just lines. And we was out there buying. You know what I'm saying? So Kanye was like, if I can get Yes. But if I can't get you with my fashion, I can't get you with my music, I can't get you with my political beliefs, I can't get you with my ideologies, this is another way he's literally had Black people give him the benefit of the doubt and the credibility that he clearly does not deserve. And so it's rough, because I think Dr. Kia Moore has an argument where she says that a lot of this is the contrived, manipulative capacity of who we know Kanye to be. So I think we 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 play ourselves when we hold on to the old Kanye because we don't really know who the real Kanye was. Consciousness consciousness was all the rage back then. Think about it. Consciousness and kind of that neo soul, you know, look and oh, no, no, the, well, the conscious, yeah. like all of that shit was front and center for us to eat up socially. This is when Music Soul Child was at. This is when all of the like and so he and was the he was the poetry. Common, you know what I'm saying? Like he was the hip hop compliment to that, except for he was harder and more authentic than Common. Common was seen as like a cornball that wasn't really acceptable, accessible to a lot of people outside of New York. And so Kanye got to come in and be that guy and fill that gap until it no longer benefited him. And then what people want to talk about are, you know, and, and I won't undermine the evolution of an artist. Like he gets to kind of shift and go to my beautiful twisted nightmare and then go to, you know, these different like cool. But now it's like, which Kanye is the, is the real one? Maximum Tata says he pay, play, he's he's praying on black people like the televangelist cults of the 70s and 80s, right? Like, let's be honest. And, and let's not get into the accusations that those choirs that we fell in love with that really gave him that Kanye West touch already came out and talked about the fact that they weren't getting paid, that they was being paid in Yeezy tracksuits and slides and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what kind of question is that? <laughs> how Holy Ghost filled is that? Like, oh, okay. yeah, it hit you late, but I said what I said. Like, that has already come out, and so it's rough. You paying like, niggas in Yeezys? Niggas are taking gospel you paying them in Yeezys. Stop oh, it. Mama. They up there remixing Kurt Franklin and shit like that and, and can't can't afford nothing. Ain't got money to go from show to show. Vance, Vance brings up another interesting issue. Um, he says, I think Jay and Ye had these warped ideas about how their genius or money would allow them to move. Once he got a glimpse behind the curtain, he really started to lose his mind. Chat, Toya, I'm about to make a statement. Hey, I, I don't think I, I, I really don't think I, I was ever going to say something like this. I think even with the criticism that we have of Jay-Z and capitalism, he's a much more productive uh, individual in terms of social impact than Kanye. Right now, spe specifically, Kansas City. Toy, you got the shirt on. Represent. Show, show the shirt. Kansas City. Right? Uh, one of the most egregious police officers and detectives in, in Kansas City um, has finally has, is facing federal charges because of the work done by Jay-Z and Rock Mason dealing with police corruption in Kansas City. Hmm. Right? So, Regard our criticism of Jay Z has always been valid because of his relationship with capitalism, but in terms of his the, the social impact, one thing that we see is Jay Z actually putting his money where his mouth is, and 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 where we're from. Well, I got Kansas City is Kansas City. I, the police officer that he arrested that, that got charged is in Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, but but the, the Kansas City Metro is now is is being investigated thanks to lawsuits that's being brought up by. Rock Nation. Right on. So, because there was a comment, um, I'm going to find it. I think Max Bicky or some, somebody was in the comment talking about how what, what Kanye was pointing out in terms of issues with the culture. But at the end of the day, I don't even, even with my criticism of Hove, Jay-Z, I do not, I, I put, I, I would put him on a, on a, on a, uh, a hold him, 
not hold him to a higher standard, but I would put him in a different um, area. Okay. My conversation with Jay-Z is, okay, I have issues with your relationship with capitalism, but understanding that the role finances play in actually being able to address inequity in communities, you you own that. I give you that. You You and Beyonce... Y'all be low key. Y'all been doing y'all thing with y'all money, even if the way that y'all relationship with with capitalism is kind of productive for for black communities or for black people as a whole. Kanye has his shit has been wholly symbolic and not really related to any material change. So I wouldn't even put them in the same categories. Correct me if I'm wrong, Toy. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. I give Jay that much more credit because I'll talk shit about his relationship to capitalism, but when it comes to him putting his money where his mouth is and making a difference in communities, I've seen, specifically being from Kansas City, the material impact of that. What say you, Tweet? Well, I think in this, there are a couple comments that I don't, I say that these people are on point, so I want to to, kind of point to it. I don't know, via, via, I'm not going to try, Fluffy, See, I look, you know your name. It's on the screen. I don't know why you playing games with us. But they say, so it was performative consciousness. And since vocalness has become a more relevant, Kanye is doing what he perceives as a more niche message. It's the ego for me. And along with that idea, um, I, I, this is where I get some interesting vibes from Max Bigby. And I'm going to toss it back to you by reading these comments. Max Bigby says, I think that by inciting a strong reaction out of people, he's pointing out a hypocrisy of society who of a society who advocates for, for radicalized groups like BLM, no matter how corrupt they are. Yet any mention of whiteness is vilified, no matter its intentions. So Max Bigby, Bigby is saying, "Nah, it's not as performative as you." On one hand, it's performative consciousness um, by the name I couldn't pronounce. Fluff up against something like that, something like that, right? On the other hand, Max Bigby is saying, "Nah, let's give him more credit." He's trying to incite an, a, a strong reaction out of people by pointing out that BLM ain't shit ain't sweet as we think it is with BLM. And so I'm a twist and kind of slip this message because yet any mention of whiteness is vilified no matter its intentions. So are we not giving Kanye enough question enough credit maybe for being as uh, above the radar and above the clouds as he could? Like, is what do you see here? Is there some validity in this? So. We're going to get into the question of does he have a point, right? Okay. But I, don't, I, but this comment, I don't think that transitions into that. I don't either. And here's, <laughs> I'm, not Kanye, I'm not giving Kanye West that much credit for his critical. I just am not. No, I'm not giving him that much credit. Let's be for real here. Let's 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 be let's be honest. Let's be honest. Regardless of what you feel about the organization of, uh, or regardless of how you feel about Black Lives Matter becoming an institution. Yeah, the purpose of the 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 phrase in and of itself has to do with the fact that black lives have been devalued in the United States, and and not even and let's let's be clear here, not even just amongst white people. One of my biggest things in in terms of me being on social media, me doing this podcast, whether it's HD, whether it's consciously, whether it's the political plug, the one thing that we talk about is that black people have internalized our own inferiority. We've internalized our own degradation. Uh We live in a society where the degradation of blackness is mainstream. So that means that like, if you, if you go across different places on YouTube, what you will see, and I, and I really want to thank y'all for all of the comments and how y'all joining in the conversation, because again, we're missing a third of the show. So thank y'all for y'all comments, but let's be for real here. We live in a society where anti-blackness is valued. You can hop on YouTube and talk shit about black people and talk about how black people, this the wrong, this was wrong with black people. Y'all always do this. Black women always do this. Black men always do this. Black people mm-hmm. just always do this. And you will go viral. Absolutely. You can develop a following based on talking shit just about what you think black people do wrong. That is an example of how anti-blackness. <laughs> let me let me not get too overly theoretical. That's an example of how we've internalized the inferiority that's been placed in our society. Mm-hmm. We look at black people in certain circumstances and say it's their fault because of X. That's the problem. 
That doesn't then mean that it's a it's a it, because you can talk shit about black people that it's a greater narrative. No, talking shit about black people is popular culture. Talking right. shit about black people is how our society operates. You're not operating, and, and this is a phrase that uh, uh, shout out to the University of Louisville. Talking shit about black people is not counter hegemonic. It is the hegemony. Talking shit about black people doesn't push back against society. Yeah. It embraces the narrative that society operates from. So when Kanye or when anybody is saying that, well, we got all these issues with Black Lives Matter as an organization or whatever, that phrase in and of itself is important, regardless of what uh, Patrice Cullors and anybody else is doing, because mm. we need to be reminded. That no matter how much we see ourselves dead on TV, no matter how much we see ourselves dead in our own music, no matter how many times we see ourselves dead. We lost you in the movies. We lost you. Uh, we lost you, plug. But definitely our lives matter. What I want to do, and I agree completely with the plug and why we can't allow for the kind of what he used the phrase counter hegemonic. Uh, or the voices that attempt, attempt to be unique in the crowd, in the fray, like Kanye doing whatever he's doing with these shirts rise to the top. I want to go to some of these comments. Shamira Taylor says, I wonder if since his mom was a part of his center to how he formed his political views, if after losing her, he hasn't uh, had someone who could fill that gap, who's more morally conscious. And a lot of people tend to agree that the loss of his mom is a, a pretty important uh, kind of explanation for how he deviated from what we my check, my check. You back with us? Well, what we understood to be the real Kanye. Um, out to, to and this is goes to the point that he uh, that the plug was making about Jay Z, and this is scathing. Maximum Tytal says says Kim was doing more stuff that impacted the black community than Ye. She literally, she's literally working on criminal justice reform type stuff, and this is true. Right from taking the baby bar to working and participating in things that led to uh, Meek Mill being released to a lot of different, even outside of celebrities, there literally, I think she was a part of what happened with Makaya Bryant. I think she. There's another person, another the uh, the first step act, the first step act. Her 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 the the dialogue that she facilitated is what led to Kanye creating a relationship with Donald Trump that led to the first step act. Exactly right. So a lot of stuff that Kim has been doing that's been making moves. Uh, I want to get through. Ethereal, your beauty says uh, Kanye had my bad. I, I said you quick on some. We'll go to that in a second. Uh, Kanye has devil's advocate syndrome. People who behave in that way usually end up on the oppressive side of our world by purposely weaponizing pain and connection to struggle. It's annoying. And I think with this whole devil advocate syndrome, a lot of it is not really to forward some type of solution to the problem. It's literally like, uh, 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 like the the psychological impulse to be an antagonist. It's not even to achieve an end. It's just to kind of be the opposite, to be in opposition to something and to find some type of unique ground to occupy so that you can garner attention for what your unique kind of unique fringy way of looking at something is. So it's very rarely with this devil's advocate syndrome for us to critically think about the other side of the issue so that we can consider things that we're not considering before. No, it's so that you can hear your loud, your voice kind of echo differently in the echo chamber as other people because you feel like your particular contribution to the conversation is not unique enough. It is something, and I've used this word before I use it again, that is a narcissistic tendency that does not allow for you, does not leave space for you to really orient yourself toward real solution. It's really kind of sad. Right? And 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 these comments, my bad, we kind of behind, but go ahead, plug. Um, and I want to give because I really again I want to thank y'all for y'all contributions to the conversation. But the one thing that I I definitely want to point to that's in line with what Toya was talking about is the fact that the the phrase "white lives matter" is a white nationalist talking point. White lives matter doesn't have to do with the fact that white lives are constantly threatened. Mm-hmm. Like like we the, the phrase "white lives matter" doesn't have anything to do with any institutional violence that impacts white lives. The phrase white lives that matter doesn't have to do with the, uh, any gang violence that impacts white lives, right? It, it has nothing to do with an actual detriment onto the, the everyday lived experience of white people. It has to do with white people feeling like they no longer have full control over the lives of everyone else. Yeah. Also, specifically, once we get even as we get a little bit deeper, a replacement theory. Oh, what's that? Oh yeah, the theory is the idea. We talked about it before. It is the theory, the idea that white lives are being threatened by immigration. It is the theory that white lives are being threatened by diversity. 
white lives, black lives matter stemmed from a black boy being killed mm-hmm. by a white, whatever, whatever, what's his name was, the white man that killed Trayvon Martin. Whatever he was, oh, I said George, the white man Trayvon Martin, whatever he was, like George Zimmerman, right? The white Him taking the life of a black boy and being yeah. exonerated for it. That's what that's that's what that phrase stems from. When white life is taken, there is no uh, a barrier in the way of achieving justice. When a white life is taken, we the, the justice system makes sure that whoever took that life is held accountable. Even yeah. when it is the police, let's point to the, the there was a Somali American police officer, the mm-hmm. first ever Somali American police officer in the state of, in the city of Milwaukee. He accidentally shot and killed a white woman who popped out of an alley, scared him, and he shot her, killed her. Absolutely. That man is in jail to this day. Mm-hmm. How many police officers were scared by black men, shot them, killed them, and still was able to keep their job or get a job in another police department? Time. That's where these phrases there is uh and we, we kind of talked about this with misandry and misogyny, right? It's not yeah. two sides of the same coin. Black Lives Matter is a reaction to the ways in which our society devalues consistently black lives. Fuck a organization, fuck a fuck a LLC, fuck people fundraising, fuck mm-hmm. a website, all right. of that shit. We right. need to understand as a people. The fact that we live in a society where the loss of black life is just chopped up to the game. And, and, and the loss- Ooh, I yeah. just I got excited because Will the Greatest really kind of slid it in there so smooth with the idea that Ooh, white lives matter then becomes a yeah. slogan birth from contrarianism and not genuine concern. Here's the problem with that. White people benefit and they have lived their lives. They have stoked their literal existence out of being contrarians to the very literal existence of black people. Mm-hmm. So what excites you about that? You with your black ass, with your black ass kids, with this just not just anti-black ass mantra. Like in what ways do you ever find any type of empowerment? And this, this the, the, I say all this to say that narcissism that breeds anti-blackness that allows whiteness to be the standard is that exact mm-hmm. contrarianism that exists. It's all tri- triangulated together, which makes it more disheartening that this is the type of logic that Kanye has aligned himself with. Unique, controversial, provocative language or, or message aside, like my nigga, it wasn't worth it. That shit is not. It's just. It's just not worth it. It's Go not, ahead. It's not worth comment, it. I, I, I couldn't find the connection of what we was talking about. So deal with this OJ. Not deal with, but grapple with. Well, because it's, it's talking about the loss of. Okay, so listen. There is one example in history mm-hmm. where a white woman was killed. And a black man who who was considered culpable or was surrounded wasn't held accountable. Yeah. One example in history. One example. Yes, OJ killed a white woman and got away. He didn't really get away with it. The nigga did like what? Seven, he did seven years. Yeah. But for some other shit. And he was and he was held liable in the civil case. Right. So when so when what was said said that not in the case of OJ Simpson, yes, there is one example where a white man killed a black woman, or or excuse me, a black man killed a white woman and he got away with it. Hey, sports in the net. But more importantly, let's talk about mathematically and scientifically what that's called. That's called an outlier. We typically acknowledge it for what it is, but we disregard that against the rest of the data because it becomes inconsequential and unimportant to the larger understanding we have to have of how shit is playing out. Uh, shout out to Steve Cole says, I love t- tuning in to y'all. We love hanging out with y'all. So shout out to you uh, for taking some tight out, time out this late Monday night to go ahead and say, it might be Tuesday where you at, but we still appreciate you, son. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so I want to definitely all of y'all. I, I, I want to show some love to, to the people in the chat. Y'all up late keeping the chat going for us. And we love this. This is why we take the opportunity to do these little special reports because we know we got some people who are going to roll with us to the, to the, to the wee hour. So shout out to all y'all. But go ahead, blood. So the one thing I do want to point out, especially for Starman's comment, is that what we got to understand is that when we talk about these circumstances, everybody can always point out an instance where there's just one thing that took place that wasn't a part of the norm. Mm -hmm. That happens. Everything doesn't happen 100% of the time. You're going to have exceptions. So like if if we're going to have exceptions, that means that we're, we're talking about socially. 
Like, what is the social outrage as, as it pertains to it? And when we compare these two statements, Black Lives Matter versus White Lives Matter, we live in a, a white-dominated society. The, the people in control of our society are white. When you look at Congress, you see white people. It doesn't matter that we had a black president because we had how many other presidents before him? He was the first. Exactly. Yeah. Like, think about that. Like, we've, we've, we've been, a, like, since 1776, we've been getting it in. And it took 2000, it took until 2008. It took a new millennium for a nigga to become president. Yeah. So that, so that means that the, that, 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 that exception doesn't dismiss the rule because yeah, how he was treated it's, it's good cops everywhere but i promise you when you walk in the same restaurant i'm in while i'm standing in line with my law by nas order i'm still concerned about what could come of this experience exactly exactly right and that's because so, there's a disproportionate amount of what we know to be like it's just it, it, there's nothing happens all the time that means cops aren't always bad which means i need to behave myself but i still get tight because i understand that they're not always good either you know what I'm saying? Like all these things have to be true. Shout out, Shout to, Laura out to Laura. And then uh yeah. Theory of Beauty, and then they punished us with Trump. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's a hundred percent. So I, I want to transition to cop. Go ahead. No, what was you about to say? Go ahead. Well, just real quick, this comment before we transition the conversation, because then shoot, we almost been on for an hour rocking with y'all. And y'all know we're going live on Thursday too. So don't forget, we still got more conversations this week to go. Cobra Commander says, All I know is Ye ain't got no good people around him. This guy or the guy no needs some health care. But it's entertaining to watch celebrities destroy folks and themselves. Where are his people? <laughs> two two things I want to say about this. I one thousand percent agree. I 1000% agree that there are some issues that Kanye needs to confront to deal with and that he just literally, but you know what? I, when we say, where are his people? We got to remember who Kanye is. He got rid of those people. He got rid of the censors. He gets rid of people Sorry. who don't agree with. Listen, it was people. Have y'all seen the text messages that of people who were working with Kanye on projects and shit and who were late? And he was like, you need to go pray and get your life together. This is over. This relationship is You're like, fired. He people You're for fired. Listen. So, you know, in terms of where his people, he got them from around him because he don't like that type of negativity. You know what I'm saying? Like, period, point blank. But here's the second thing, and it's important to remember, when we talk about his diagnosis and we talk about how his diagnosis works, everybody from the person, the people who have also been diagnosed with bipolar to the people who are tasked with diagnosing it, prescribing medications will deal with it, will let you know that diagnosis has nothing to do with this level of anti-blackness. That that is not anywhere near justification Nothing. for this type of carrying on and this type not of really conscious and conscionable behavior that people are doing. Um, uh, 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 I won't. I don't want to use the language in their right mind, but with the capacity to do so, right? So I, I, I don't want to scramble up those conversations and make it seem like everybody with a diagnosis and with a prescription is walking around being anti-black as fuck because it's just not it, and this is problematic, especially right. people who belong to those groups. That is deep. That's some shit. That bipolar can't explain, right? That's it, those it, are it can. And I also think that's where that's where social media gets it gets it kind of wrong to where we we attempt to have these conversations about mental health to to gloss over like the the, the social impact, right? Do the same because thing with violence. Right, right. Because I, 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 and it's only when it's people that attach themselves to that white message. Because the thing that we got to remember is that Kanye, <laughs> y'all remember when Kanye first started going off about Kim Kardashian and, and his co-parenting situation? Uh -huh. This where I knew he didn't have nobody, he, he wasn't listening to nobody with any sense. Kanye West, who's attached to all of these big name people, great thinkers, Jay-Z, et cetera, niggas is like, would you take $500,000? Or a conversation right. with Jay-Z. So we, we clearly think that a conversation with Jay-Z is valuable. It's worth right. something. This nigga said, out of everybody I talked to about my situation, my co-parenting situation, you know who he said he got the best advice from? <laughs> Tory fucking Lanes. Right. Tory Lanes gave Kanye his best advice on his co-parenting situation he ain't got nobody around him that that, that that's really giving that, that that's really the type of person that's of the the the, the 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 character and standard that's supposed to match the type of messages that he bringing Tory Lanez has got to a fight with an R&B nigga come on why is, and, and he an R&B nigga himself why is Tory Lanez getting into fights with what's his name uh uh August Alcino yes but he's giving Kanye West that, but he Tory Lanez need legal advice 
Hello. He's dealing with a case right now. Hello. When it came to like whether or not he actually shot her, or whether it was shrapnel or whatever. Yeah, whatever. We're, gonna her, we're gonna say her name, Megan the Stallion. We're gonna Megan the Stallion. Say her name. Yes. Who the, who the Rock said he would be her pet. Just a little, just a little side. I, I did, I did <laughs> see that. Yes, Tory Lanez needs to be on house arrest. He needs to be stopped immediately. He needs to be on and behind bars. I'll tell you. And Star, hey, and Star Man said it the best. How does the blind lead the blind? So if somebody like it's Kanye West is telling you, exactly. So if somebody like Kanye West is telling you that the best advice that he is getting is from a nigga like Tory Lanez. Come All on. Right. So let me ask you this as we start to round it out. Yeah. Uh, because everybody's just like, and I even we had people in the comments. This was like, and, and this is this is a hard one for me, but everybody's like, y'all the ones talking to him, y'all talking about him, y'all giving him all this attention. It's y'all fault. The more y'all talk about him, the more empowered he is. So if y'all don't talk about him, then this wouldn't be an issue. Y'all giving Kanye too much airtime, too much credit. What what how do you as with our responsibility as having this platform, us as consumers of popular culture? Just how do you feel about the time we took out today about the fact that we're having this conversation right now? Fact or fiction? I think I think um, if if Kanye was just somebody that people just talked about on BET, MTV, and VH1, that'd be one thing. Mm-hmm. But as soon as Kanye is dictating conversations on CNBC, as soon as conversation Kanye is dictating conversations on MSNBC, on CNN, on Fox News, we're dealing with a different nigga. You can't tell me that, oh, y'all giving him all this attention when his conversation has already bled over into he was in the Oval Office. Y'all remember when we found out that his password to his phone was zero, 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 zero? <laughs> Why did we find that out? Because he was sitting in the, uh, the office of the president. Niggas yeah. is giving him credit for the whole first act bill. Niggas is giving him 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 credit. A, a lot. I mean, even though his wife kind of did more of the work. In terms of facilitating these conversations, as it pertains to uh, as it pertains to criminal justice reform, mm. so what do you mean? Like y'all talking about Kanye? Kanye has already been accepted into the circles that that facilitate power, that dictate freedom, that yeah. dictate control. If he's being accepted into those circles, he now becomes a part of the the, the political conversation, whether it's based on ridicule. Or whether it's pushing back against people attempting to adopt his understanding or his perspective. He's a part of these conversations, period. Yeah. Kanye became a part of these conversations when that nigga said George Bush don't care about black people. And we and we was like, nope. So how do we and and and, and, and Lil Boosie, I don't know if you I don't know if y'all seen uh we we talk we talk a lot of shit about Lil Boosie and his relationship with uh, or how he talks about queerness and sexuality, shit that he did with his son, whatever. But when Boost, when Boost, and it's the second time that we've agreed with Boosie, like within the last week or so. Like, so Boosie came out speaking against Jeffrey, the Jeffrey Dahmer shit. Now he's coming out speaking against uh, 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 Kanye West. And, and I this read whole- the tweet real quick. I read the tweet. What uh, Boosie Boot said is after all we, he, 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 by the way, he tweeted this to Kanye West. So this wasn't just a side conversation. He added Kanye West and said, after all we've been through, and this is all in all caps, by the way. So he's yelling. Uh, after all we've been through as a race, you put this disrespectful <laughs> shit on you. Or this, uh, let me see. After all we've been through as a race, you put this disrespectful shit on exclamation point emoji. The two one, the two of them. Yeah, uh, you gives no fucks about how blacks have died and suffered to the hands of the white man. Sad face emoji. And you say Bush don't like black people. Dot dot dot. Really, nigga. And um, close in quote. And so, uh, uh, he, uh, he bewildered. Is the only way to describe Boosie's response to what is going but, on with Kanye. Great word, bewildered. Great word. So as yeah. we, uh, because it is, it is oh, a Monday. Real, real, real quick, real quick, real quick. I wanted to slide in because you just like it, the, the whole question. I want to answer my own question, right? Should we be talking about Kanye West or not? Here's my answer to that question. The last time we decided not to talk about a nigga. And we decided not to give him no attention because we was the reason that he was getting all this airplay and legitimacy. He won presidency. And he's well, president. The last time y'all told me that us talking about these niggas is what was giving them power, we underestimated huge swaths of the entire country who planned on voting for this nigga regardless of our opinion. Okay? So this is just as insidious. 
Kanye West has a base. He has a fan base. He has people who legitimize him. He has put his hat into the political arena. He has a, we got people trying to model their parenting after him when he got his parenting advice from freaking Tory Lanez. Yes. Yasmin has been dropping heat. I believe, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Yasmin has been dropping heat all night. People going to talk anyways. Might as well have an educated conversation. Right with people in this room, maximum Tata points out the fact that Kanye is literally trying to run for president. I don't think we heard the last of him trying to be in part of this conversation, uh, just because he decided not to complete his run, uh, last time. Audience, we sorry we was late, yeah. Sorry, sorry. But Melodious Rambling said, Good morning, y'all. Kanye is making dangerous moves, and if it's dangerous for our community, and it's dangerous for our community more than anything else, there are things to be lost and not to be gained. From sitting up here and just trying to ignore Kanye until he goes away. Uh Princess Morgan said here, Kanye for real said Harriet Tubman ain't real. He needs to be silent respectfully. Uh he needs to be locked. Uh I, I won't say where he needs to be locked up. I can't stand behind that. But what I will say is that he needs to grapple with some of the issues that lead him and encourage him and inspire him to abuse the power he's been given as a person who uh you know speaks with such power in our community. Uh, I'm going to toss it over to, and why not? I said, you need educated people for that. I agree 1000%. And you know, it's bad when you agree with Boosie, as Jasmine said, uh, pull, go ahead and close us out. Take us out. We almost at the 60 minute mark. So this is perfectly time. Well, talk to people. So I, 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 I want to get to the, so the last thing that we're going to touch on before we close out. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we've expressed our outrage. We've, we've expressed why we think this shit is ridiculous. But Kanye and his uh, supporters, they've been telling us that, like, we're, we're, we're not the geniuses that Kanye is, so we just don't get it, right? So uh, before we close out, I, I want to take the time to try to understand what are we missing? What about this, like, what we saw with this conversation? What a, Look at the thumbnail. What about... Kanye holding hands because like him, him holding hands with Candace Owens. Let's, let's close it out with that thumbnail. Can you put it back up? Is it still we'll, we'll, yeah, I, I, I will put it back up as we close out. But yeah. as, as we prepare to close out, I want to tell you what are we missing? Like, like let's say okay, the whole goal was to create outrage. All right, whatever we outrage, whatever. Okay, yeah. What could then be the benefit of operating from the understanding that this type of slogan, "White Lives Matter." Is beneficial for black communities. Uh, I've been trying to, we tossed this around earlier and I've been trying to think of something and I don't have it. What I've determined is that in the same ways we understand that everything ain't for everybody, he's just not for me. Um, and so I don't think I want to do, I don't have the capacity to try to crack the code on this one. I literally don't get it. And like I said, this is in a world where I've given him credibility for trying to be a critical thinker and explaining our uh, a relationship and proximity to slavery. I've, I tried to I tried to understand. I could kind of give him, even though I'm not buying it, I could give him tinges of clarity when he talked about new slaves and when he even talked about himself and the confidence it takes to understand that he's a guy. Like I wanted to get in Jesus and this, that, and the other. He lost me with this one. So I'm, I don't know is my answer. I tried. Uh, Princess Morgan got a breakout. I def we definitely appreciate you for joining us. We know that we late. Just make sure you show up Thursday, seven thirty p.m. Uh, Pacific time. It's nine thirty uh, Central time. Yeah, thirty Eastern uh, for the chop up show. Uh, for when we get it in, uh, let me go ahead. Just just so just so we know what 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 uh, what it is that we're, we're for whatever reason we're trying to justify. Let me just get that on the screen. Um. So again, like I, I, I get the idea that people operate from knee-jerk reactions. I get that. Right. I get the idea that we've been socialized to respond to certain circumstances in a particular way. I understand that. This here is the is where we run into the issue of being a contrarian does not mean that you are counter-hegemonic. Being a contrarian does not mean that you're pushing back against. The, the dominant narrative. White Lives Matter is not a contrarian statement. Mm-mm. White Lives Matter is not a statement that pushes back against any social norms. It is the social norm. The idea that White Lives Matter has been so prolific 
that even black people have adopted that understanding that white lives matter even more than blacks. Mm -hmm. Because the excuses that come up when black people lose their lives, the justification that takes place when black people lose their lives is never exported over to the other side. We never see that understanding. We never see that approach. So, so when we're trying to say, okay, hmm, what are we challenging when we say white lives matter? You cannot turn around and take the status quo and then say that the status quo is a message that I'm running with. Right. It's the status quo. <laughs> it's what's already here. We know white lives matter. We right. know white lives matter when we watch movies. We know why white lives matter when we look at the criminal justice system. We know white lives matter when we look at power dynamics. We know white lives matter when it comes to love and relationships. Hey, look, we are not the gratuitous uh, kind of just really weird and insidious ones killing off. We, we just on a human level understand that other lives matter. It is not our, our behaviors that have paved the way historically for there to be a, a dehumanizing component or relationship with our other, right? That relationship flows unidirectionally, one way. The malice flows one way. And that's because us as a family, right? Psychologically, emotionally, do not have a legacy and a history of thinking anything less than the fact that what Max, Max Bigby said, or Max Biggie said, which is that white lives are lives. And they, we somehow, they matter, right? We've, we've come to the ability to calculate that, right? But for whatever reason, that, that yeah, uh, back back to what you were saying. I just thought I put that out there. That we know, we ain't wired. No, 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 no. I think I think that's a great point though. We're not wired just, quite the same way. The depravity it takes to kill, murder, genocide, populations of people. We're not wired the same. Right, right. And and what has to be understood is that nobody questioned the value of white lives. The the phrase "Black Lives Matter" pushes back against the ways that we undermine the value of black lives themselves. That does not conflict with the value of white lives. That doesn't conflict with the value of Asian lives. That doesn't conflict with the value of uh, uh, Hispanic, Latino, and Afro-Latino, and all of these other, what, whatever social category we operate under. If we know that white lives matter, why can't we be okay with black lives mattering? Come on. If we know this. If it's okay to put white lives matter on a shirt, it should have been always okay to put black lives matter on a shirt. If it's okay to put white lives matter on a shirt, we should have always been okay with saying the statement black lives matter. Come on. So what we have to understand is that the response of all lives or white lives mattering is not because they're trying to correct or check the issue with the statement Black Lives Matter. It's because Black as a statement, as a position, as a social category, as an identity has always been antithetical and in conflict from the perspective of whiteness. And him not understanding that, it literally shits on his entire music catalog up until mm -hmm. Toya, go ahead. Last statement before we close out. We've been on here for an hour. Let's close out. Um, we we there are times we try to look away, uh, but as Kanye West consider continues to center himself uh, in the ways that we consume popular culture, the way we have political conversations, the way we see ourselves as Black people, and understand how other Black people see themselves under the parallances of his explanations, ideologies, and philosophies, we gon' we gonna spin the block on yay. So I can only hope that y'all are willing to continue to come back and, and pull back the layers and peel back the things that we start to understand because he's he's putting on, and this is my little sports language, he's putting on a clinic um, in terms of the capacity to uh, lead the masses, to have social impact and to be the center of attention. And we got to be ones interrogating that. So shout out to y'all for tapping in with us tonight. Uh, this ain't the last you see of us. Conscious League will be in the building with us on Thursday evening, 7.30 Pacific, 9.30 Central. Y'all know we do the late shift. So shout out to y'all for sliding with us late. We're going to be working closer and closer to be on time. Um, but as we move there, just, just don't stop loving us. Hit the bell. That way you know when we really going live. That way it ain't no confusion. 
uh, about what's up. So if y'all over on Lee's page, before y'all get up out of here, go to the Chop Up Show's YouTube and go ahead and subscribe to us. That way uh, you, you never miss a beat in terms of the conversations we have. And it's a lot of love we got for y'all. We see y'all peacing out. We know it's late night. Have a wonderful week. It's a new week, new, 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 new time on the calendar, new opportunity to do some great things. Uh, y'all know what I say. You should always be out there trying to live your life in higher definition. You know what I'm saying? So keep that in mind. Maximize. Take it to the next level. Invest yourself. You know what I'm saying? And whatever you can do to keep pushing. I'm, I'm always plug. I ain't even got to tell you what to search for right now. I ain't even about to tell you to go watch my videos. I ain't going to tell you to go follow me. I just want y'all out there to have a wonderful weekend and live your life in higher definition. And that's me. All right. Hey, with that being said, man, we'd like to thank y'all for joining us. Um, hey, Lee was here in spirit while he was passed out in his hotel room where he currently has, has an event coming up. Uh, yeah, so shout out to him. Uh, Toya and I are also available for, we, we also do workshops. We do facilitations. We facilitate particular conversations when it comes to microaggressions, when it comes to intersectionality, when it comes to equity, when it comes to diversity, inclusion, all of those engagement. We are a cohort of individuals who offer this type of education. So, uh, y'all make y'all if, if with any questions, make sure y'all follow me at the Political Plug on all social media: TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, etc. At HDLEC Higher Definition. You said what? Just, just search for Higher Definition LEC on, on everything you got. Google it if you need to. You'll find me. You'll find me. Facts. Facts. And so, with that being said. Um, we're gonna leave y'all the way that we started. We will see y'all Thursday. This is the chopper. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord forgive me, pay my size. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in the console. Keep the semi when I ride. Little penny when I drive.